Hey everybody, this is Ferg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game Podcast. When I want a good value for my Jeffrey dollars, I head over to the Toys R Us Report, hosted by IC Robots, right here on the Retro Junkies Network and the Throwback Network. You won't be sorry for long. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again. I see robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrifice to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, it is going to get better because we are going to take another detour from the world of toys. And we're going to talk about this really cool trip I took to the world famous Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Along the way, we stopped at three. Count them three different Toys R Uses. So there is going to be one monumental Toys R Us report this week. All right, everybody, come on, hit it. You are listening to the Toys R Us report. But all that, but you're looking mad critical, son. Do you guys ever think about blimps, like dirigibles? I know nothing about blimps, but I do think about them from time to time. They seem like a really neat way to uh, get around from place to place, albeit a bit slow. I've had this idea in my head that I have been knocking around for a while. Do you guys recall the movie Singles and how that dude in the movie had an idea for a commuter train around uh, California that would be very classy, very nice, and would make people have a nice time while commuting to and fro? I just went and looked it up because I was not certain that it was the movie Singles because there was a lot of bad movies that my wife made me watch around that time that I would like to forget and Singles was one of them but I thought maybe it was Threesome or one of these other cruddy movies but it was in fact Singles. But while looking up the name of the movie I discovered that it wasn't California, it was Seattle. It was the Seattle Super Train. Of course it was. Everything cool at the time was taking place in Seattle so it only stands to reason that the train would be in Seattle. And I'm sorry for uh, saying Seattle so many times, so I will do my best to not say that word for the rest of the uh, little news piece that we're doing here about something that doesn't even exist, so therefore probably does not even count as news. You've seen Singles, right? It came out in 1992, it was directed by Cameron Crowe, and it is the epitome of a 90s movie. It's set in Seattle, it has grunge, it has Bridget Fonda, who has basically fallen off the face of the earth, it has Matt Dillon with long hair, it has a flannel shirt and jean shorts and, well, coffee, all that cool stuff from the 90s that we all knew and loved at the time. Were coffee shops invented in the 90s? I mean, that was when I was old enough to start drinking coffee, so it isn't like I would have been into the coffee shop scene before that, but... I don't remember seeing a lot of coffee shops. There were diners and places like that where people would get coffee, 
But was it like, it almost seems as if coffee was invented in 1990, even though I know that wasn't true. It does definitely seem that way. Anyway, back to singles and back to the super train. What they are doing in the movie with the super train is that one of the main characters, I forget which one, has an idea to make a super sweet train that people will want to ride. You get the idea of what I'm saying. A very nice commuter experience as opposed to the normal bus, which is full of homeless and crazy crazies and all sorts of weirdos like every weirdo I used to ride the bus to work every day and while there are a lot of nice people who do ride the bus like me there are also millions and billions of weirdos and it's just a sad state of affairs because the bus is affordable and weirdos have to go with what is affordable I guess we all have to go with what we can afford but when the bus is like a buck fifty just about anybody can afford it the idea with the super train was to price out those people who might not be the most desirable clients for your uh, locomotive and I want to do the same thing but I want to do it with a blimp I think that a blimp should be the ultimate pimp ride for the rich. I realized that there was this whole Hindenburg disaster and that that really hampered blimp travel, but I think it's time to bring back the blimp. I mean, what is cooler than a giant blimp that sort of floats, it sort of meanders through the sky to its destination in a nice, leisurely pace? I would design my blimp for the ultra-rich. It would be for people who even want to look down upon the super train. It's for people who like, I'm not going to take a train because, you know, I'm not in a hurry to get there because people are going to wait for me. I'm the big dude and people are going to wait for me to arrive. Inside my blimp would be the finest of the fineries. There would be caviar. There would be the kind of coffee that comes out of a monkey's butt. Do you know the kind that I'm talking about? That super expensive coffee that the beans get eaten and then pooped out. We would have the monkey on the blimp right there in front of you pooping out the beans. We would have shrimp cocktails that were not just shrimp. They would have the shrimp called prawns. Yes, we would have the big ones. They would be served to you in a glass as big as a mason jar. I am talking the greatest of the great. This is what I have in mind, and I need some financial backing. I probably need a lot of backing because I don't think a blimp is cheap. I don't think monkey beans are cheap or shrimps called prawns. So hey, if you are into this idea, come get me, man. Come tell me and we can work this out together and we can both get rich. In the course of doing the minimal research I have done about this project, I'm thinking a blimp is going to cost about 500 It's probably going to cost another 250000 to dip it out. Why don't we just say a million? And a million is probably a bit conservative. Why don't we just say two million or three million? The more money we put into the blimp, the more money we will make when rich dudes go around and tell other fat cats how great the blimp was. This is a money-making idea. So hit me up at IC Robots on Twitter if you want to get in on my uh super blimp. I mean, I need investors right now because at this point I don't got enough to get a blimp and well, this is an idea that someone's going to take from me and make billions with. So hey, get in on the ground floor of the IC Robots super blimp. All right, let's get moving into at the movies. In a moment, at the movies without Ebert, Siskel or even that dude Roper. But you got icy robots, so that's something, right? Look at me. Jimmy, look at me. I'm coming after you with everything I got. You don't want to do that, trust me. I want people at his house, his wife's family's house. Leave my son out of this. The answer's no. As long as you're coming after Michael, I'm coming after you. Wherever we're going, when we cross that line, we're going together. 
Run all night. We did our in theaters March 13th. So I am right now just back from the cinema where we saw Liam Neeson's latest action flick called Run All Night. And like most other Liam Neeson action flicks, it's really great and it's really cool while you're watching it. But then as soon as it's over, the details quickly leave your mind. I'm not really saying that like it's a bad thing because the important thing is that while you are watching it, you are enjoying it. And it was fun. It has some nice action sequences. It has some nice dialogue, some nice tough guys gangster stuff but in the end it is a lot like Taken 3 in that while I was watching it I was having a great time watching Liam Neeson shoot people up beat people up do all sorts of cool tough guy stuff but then if you ask me what that movie was about right now I would not be able to tell you any details about Taken 3. But I did enjoy it while I watched it. And really, that is the most important thing. Were you entertained while you were sitting in the cinema? And yes, Taken 3, I was entertained. Run All Night, yes. I was definitely entertained while I was watching it. The big question here is, why did I say cinema twice? I do not know if I have said cinema twice in my life, unless I am saying something like the Cinemaplex. So that is a little weird right there, I think. I better get the plot of the movie out of the way while... I can still remember what happened. Basically, the idea is that Liam Neeson is protecting his son from an evil gangster who wants to get him. I don't want to get into the details and spoil it, but Liam Neeson is protecting him from all of these bad dudes. They have to spend the night together on the run. A run away from a bunch of gangsters, a bunch of hoods, a bunch of thugs with guns, that sort of thing. Liam Neeson used to be one of the gangsters, so the tension comes from the fact that he was not a very great father. So the dude doesn't trust him, he has a bunch of daddy issues, that sort of thing. The movie's okay. I don't recommend that you run out to the theater and see it right now, but if you happen to catch it on DVD or on HBO... You know, spend a little time watching it. I don't know. It's not that bad. I give it a very loose Icy Robot thumbs up. Maybe 3 out of 10. Maybe 4 out of 10. You can check it out if you want. If you don't, you're not really missing all that much. Yo, Icy Robots. Kick the ballistics. Oh, you mean VHS style? Click. Channel 2 invites you to special two-for-one days at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk Washington's weekend. This Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Unlimited rides, two for the price of one from Channel 2. Come have fun. Yeah, come have fun by the sea. It is commercials like that that have had me and my family going to the Santa Cruz Boardwalk for many a years. It started out back when I was just a youth and we would go down there, camp out on the beach, and then go hit up the boardwalk. But now, me and the family go, we get a hotel, hang out, walk down to the boardwalk, and take in all of the neat stuff that is in Santa Cruz. I really don't know how on a national level the Santa Cruz Boardwalk is perceived or if it is even known. Around here... It is something that pretty much everybody does from time to time. You go, you vacation, you have a good time. It is what you would call a staycation. Because if you are in Northern California, you're staying close to where you live. Doi. The, uh... Boardwalk was opened originally in 1907. The main attraction at the time was something called the Plunge. It was a giant swimming pool. It looks pretty neat. It would bring in ocean water in which they would heat and you could swim around, have a nice time. It had a cool slide. It looked like something I actually would have been into. It was an enormous pool. But now where the Plunge used to reside, there is a video arcade called Neptune's Kingdom. Neptune's Kingdom is a giant building where they have like a 
enormous video arcade, an indoor miniature golf deal, and a dual level uh, laser tag arena. It's really cool. They have these cannons at the top that you can pay to get in and you can shoot at fools. It looks like a pretty fun place, even though I have never played the uh, laser tag there. Just to the east of the Neptune's Kingdom is where they keep the, uh, what do you call them? The amusement rides. You know, the roller coasters and all that stuff. I never ride the roller coasters. It's not my thing. I don't know. I don't like getting whipped around in circles, but they are fun to go look at and they do have a bunch of cool snacks and foods and all that other cool carnival stuff that you would expect. Oh yeah, I want to talk about this really quick. While I was there, I had the most delicious treat I have ever had. They had a Dole pineapple stand and they were selling floats that were made up of 100% Dole pineapple juice with soft serve ice cream in it. Oh my god, if you have not had this, I gotta say, go out, make one right now, get a can of juice and put some ice cream in it. It was delicious. I I do have a sweet tooth, but man, I wanted to have another one of these as soon as I was finished with the first one. Delicious. Pineapple float, 10 stars, ISR recommended. The main reason, aside from the delectable dole floats that we go down to the boardwalk all the time for, is to check out their awesome arcade. We are going to talk about the arcade a bit more as we get farther down the line, but I want to point out that the boardwalk is a California state landmark for many reasons involving, like, the prohibition and just the general age of the place, but to me, what makes it a super dope landmark is that a lot of the filming of the seminal 80s classic vampire flick, The Lost boys took place on the boardwalk yep if you have seen that movie then you have in fact seen the santa cruz beach boardwalk the bandstand where they filmed the famous scene with the oiled up shirtless saxophone stud was filmed on the boardwalk but over time the bandstand was destroyed. When I say over time, I mean it was destroyed in the 1989 earthquake. The video store where the kid's mom worked was on the wharf, which is right near the boardwalk, but not on the boardwalk. And the cool comic store where the Frog Brothers were hanging out was on the boardwalk in the movie, but in reality, a few blocks down the street. That store is called Atlantis, and we did visit there on our trip, and dude, it is great. That is a really, really neat comic shop, one we always make sure to drop in when we are in SC. They have a neat program called Atlantis Dollars, where every $10 you spend, you earn one Atlantis dollar that you can use toward purchases in the store. We only get there like once or twice a year, so we never get enough Atlantis dollars to get anything at the store, but they're, you know, they're a neat souvenir from the trip, I guess. Aside from Atlantis, and the store is, it's fairly, it's fairly near to Atlantis, there's a place called Level Up Video Games that I think you dudes might like. It's kind of a used video game store with a really wide selection of, uh, historic things. They have a neat display of, like, Famicons and Virtual Boys and all, all that other weird wacky stuff that you retro junkie types are into. I'm not much of a home video type. When I like, when I play video games, I want to go out to the arcade and get like the whole social experience, but I can dig it. I mean, I dig the history of it and I can understand how you guys uh, might be into it. So at any rate, we're going to move forward. Let me dig into my VHS pile here, find another wacky old boardwalk commercial. All right, let me see what I got. Um, da -da 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 -da. Oh, here it is. Okay. All right. Hit it. Roller coaster, you can do the swim. Come on, everybody, you can walk right in. You can walk on the beach, and you can jump in the sand. You can get down low and do something. Inside the cruise, 
wacky commercials are really what drew me to the boardwalk when I was a kid. I mean, dude, you want to go after seeing all the fun stuff they're doing in these little, uh, little spots. One of the things they really push is the ocean. They show dudes surfing, they show dudes goofing around in the water, and I gotta say, as a first-hand victim, the water there is cold. In Northern California, we just don't have those kind of oceans that you can go swim in. This isn't Hawaii, this isn't LA, if you go in the water, you are going to freeze. It is cold, but they show dudes having like a really great time because the temperature is high. So you can go to the beach, you can lay on the beach, you can look at the girls, do all that fun stuff, but the water will chill you to the bone and drag you under with an uh, aggressive undertow. But it's a pretty attractive piece of shore and it's really nice to sit on the boardwalk and uh, gaze out onto the sea with your beloved wife or your beloved husband or whoever it is that you like to gaze at the uh, uh, ocean with. I I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of gazing out at the ocean, but I do like to do it from time to time, and I do like to do it when we're in Santa Cruz, because the beaches in Santa Cruz are a bit warmer. Even though they are cold, they are a bit warmer than the beaches we have around here, which, even though there's, like, bright sun, they are still cold as can be. Around where I live, if you're going to the beach, you are going to look at the destructive power of the ocean as opposed to go and enjoy the shore. Anyway, enough shore talk. This is boring. I'm sorry for even bringing any of this up. I really cannot imagine that even one dude in the entire world, in the entire history of the world, has tuned into the Toys R Us report to hear me talk about the uh, ocean. Another cool place we checked out while we were in Santa Cruz was Streetlight Records. I am not a vinyl collector, but what I do collect, and I have never talked about this publicly, is that I collect laser discs. I know, VHS tapes and laser discs. What's wrong with your boy? I do not know. I am a fan of dead media. It's just me. What can I say? I enjoy collecting things that no longer are produced. At any rate, we do like to go to Searchlight when we're in town because they carry laser discs. They have not a lot, maybe a few boxes, but a few boxes is a lot more than you see at many other places. If you're ever looking for laser discs, one awesome place to go is uh, Amoeba Records in San Francisco. They have a gang of laser discs. I don't find a lot of things that I really want, but it is nice to just go and flip through the discs and see anything, honestly. I did get up on a few cool things when I was there. I got Slapshot, the hockey movie, all-time classic. That is a three-disker. I also got Gotcha with Linda Fiorentino and they were having a two for one, not two for one, buy two, get one free sale. So I picked up the program, that football movie. I don't know. I've seen it. It isn't anything I really enjoy, but I had to get something and it was either this or some opera. They had a lot of opera. I don't know. I could have got something else, but I went with this movie because I do sort of enjoy the late release laser discs. I don't know why. I don't know why I like any of this. So let's just, uh, Let's get, let's get going here, I guess. Get off the topic of laser discs. Oh yeah, we went to the bins. We went to the Bargain Barn, which we would know as the dig here, but they call the bins. We went to the Santa Cruz Bargain Barn, and holy crud, was this place. It made our dig look like Congress. It made it look like the state Senate. This was the seediest store I have ever been to in my life. When I went in, they were playing a full-on total swear word Snoop Dogg. The cashier was this long-haired rock the dude with like dreads and the Rasta hat. He was like, what's up, man? When I came in, they were pumping Snoop. They had garbage everywhere. It is piles of garbage as high as the eye can see. But we did do some digging. I got some cool stuff. I got some videotapes. I got some tapes. I did okay there. I came out with a uh, Tolkien board game that I think I'm going to be able to get a couple hundred bucks for. So the bargain bins were all right, despite being totally disgusting. All right. 
let's get going here. We're going to move into some arcade talk. Let me find the, uh, I got a good arcade commercial. Let me dig for it here. Da -da 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 -da. All right, here it is. Go. The Boardwalk Grand Arcade. Great entertainment for the whole family. Two-story indoor pirate-themed miniature golf, family-friendly pool tables, state-of-the-art arcades, laser tag, family fun for all ages. Arcade, laser tag, mini golf, pool, the Boardwalk Grand Arcade, beach and cliff streets in Santa Cruz. Check it out. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. You won't be sorry for long. The real main reason that I go to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk is to check out their arcade. We do not have a cool arcade here near where I live. This isn't this isn't Vic Sage's land. We don't have an Arcadia. We don't have any kind of a retrocade. There's one in Alameda, but that isn't really that close. So, we stick to Scandia, that's our local chain, but they're not that great. They don't have that much of a retro game section. They do have some multicades, but multicades will only get you so far as far as I am concerned. That leaves us with Neptune's Kingdom, which has a really nice retro corner. That's what they call it. I think actually it is called the classic corner. And they have all the games you'd want. They have Miss Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Cubert, Gorf, Track and Field, Kung Fu, Master... All the ones that I want to play. I do wish that they had more, but I am not going to uh, complain because, well, man, at this point, something is better than nothing. Am I right? What they do have a lot of, and I, I am obsessed with these. They have hunting games. You know, those big hunting games where, like, you get a rifle and you're shooting at targets on the screen? I love those so much. I have never hunted. I don't think I ever will. I would if I had to, but it's not something that I'm really into. But, dude, it is so much fun to go and, like, shoot giraffes in the neck or shoot monkeys or whatever. Really neat. I don't know. It's maybe it shows me to be an evil person who wants to kill beautiful animals, but I'm not doing it in real life. I'm just doing it on the arcade. And I can spend... I can spend hours doing this, and I did. I actually spent over an hour shooting uh, imaginary giraffes in the neck and head area. What can I say? I'm a dork. I played a lot of hunting, and I played Kung Fu Master to death. I must have spent 10 bucks in this game, and I barely got past the uh, second floor. I don't know. The game is hard. It's hard to me. I get swarmed by those dudes, and they throw me off the side almost every time. I do not know what it is about that game. I am obsessed with it. It seems easy. But I stink. I can pretty much make it past the first floor, but the second floor really befuddles me. All these, like, uh, monsters come down in pots and whatever, and there's, like, spiders, and I, I can't make it through. I try, and I try, and I try, and I can't make it through. If any of you dudes know how to do it, hit me up on Twitter, at ICRobots, with the hashtag KungFuMaster. Give me all the tips. Spill the beans. Give me the dirt, please. I also played a lot of Star Wars. I love that game. I love the part where you are raiding on the Death Star. It reminds me of the movie. And while I am not the biggest Star Wars dude in the world, I still have a lot of nostalgia. This was a game I did play a lot as a kid. I was totally into it. I like the voices. I also like the uh, green on black kind of graphics. Really neat. It reminds me of the olden days. It reminds me of many things that I love in the world. Of course, I can't forget Burger Time. I love Burger Time. Burger Time might be my favorite of all the old-timey games, and I played Burger Time like crazy. What was weird, though, was 
my wife was beating me. She defeated me every time, and she has never defeated me in Burger Time one other instance in history. I guess, I guess every dog has its day, and not that I'm saying my wife is a dog, and even if I were, it would be the biggest of compliment because I love dogs, but... This time, the dog had her day, and she defeated me soundly at every turn. All right, guys. Now, you know I had to visit the Toys R Us when I was in Santa Cruz, and not only did I visit that one, I visited the one on the way. So we're going to have a triple Toys R Us report. Let's get going on that. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. All right, party people, thanks for sticking with us all the way until the Toys R Us report. Let's start with the Santa Rosa one first. All right, Santa Rosa is still as stagnant as can be. We are getting a lot of new stock in from the uh, closure of the Toys R Us Express in the plaza, but it's all old junk and nothing we would want in the first place. Blech. We did start to get some new reactions. I saw the Star Trek ones, but dig this. They have a whole rack and they are all Spock. I did buy a Spock, I wanted Spock, but I do also want the other ones, and they weren't there. I guess they will be over time, and it is nice to see some of them start to come in in the first place, I suppose. But on the way to Santa Cruz, we stopped at the San Rafael Toys R Us. San Rafael is a little bit more upscale than my region here, and sometimes they have a uh, tad more in the collector aisle. They didn't this time. I guess we're at the point of the year where things are beginning to clear out to make space for the new stuff, and well... While they did have a couple neat things, they had a Mizit. I would not call them block figures, but they are very similar to block figures, but they are rounded. And what they had was a Mizit Batmobile with Batman and Robin. I kind of wanted it, but it was 40 bucks. I did want it though, because I think it would fit Mini Mates. They are pretty close in size, and it would be neat to have a little ride for my Batman and my Robin. I didn't pop on it though. I am a cheap dude at heart. Um, after that, we made it to Santa Cruz and after a while, we headed over to the Santa Cruz Toys R Us. The Santa Cruz store is a combination Toys R Us, Babies R Us. So the toy section doesn't take up the whole store, but they did have something I have never seen before. They had Nerf guns for girls called Nerf Rebels. The guns were like the same things as normal Nerf guns. You know, they were crossbows and handguns. The difference being, the main difference is that the bullets had space inside of them for secret messages. Yep, Nerf was preying on girls' desires to spread rumors and to tell secrets. Mm-hmm. Good job, Nerf. Way to play up a stereotype. No, I'm just kidding. They seem pretty fun. I would like to put a little message inside, send it to someone. I don't know. I can dig it. I think it's a good idea. I don't know. Maybe it's a bad idea. What do I know? I am not involved in the marketing of Nerf guns. I thought it was a a bit interesting that they decided to play up on a girl's desire to pass notes as opposed to a dude's desire to commit murder. They also had the new set of Minimates in Santa Cruz. The only two packs they had were uh, Tony Stark and Ronan and Mysterio and some version of Spider-Man. I did kind of want the Ronin, but I didn't buy it either because I do not. I repeat, I do not need another Iron Man. I think that right now I have eight to ten different versions of Tony Stark and Iron Man in my Minimate set, and that dude, that's just way too much. I don't know. I guess he is a popular dude in a popular movie, but every set doesn't have to have an Iron Man, every set doesn't have to have Captain America, 
Every set doesn't have to have Spider-Man. Let's get some mini-made diversity out there. Let's get even more. Let's get nuts. Let's make Squirrel Girl. Let's make Willy Lumpkin. Let's make all the dudes who have ever appeared. That should be the goal. Let us make everyone. Okay, dudes, that's it, I guess. That is about everything I saw. That's the show. Let me send a big shout-out to all my buddies over at the Retro Junkies Network. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us anywhere that you can find anybody except for the bus station or, like, the traffic mall. I don't know. You can't find us at scummy places, but you can find us anywhere cool people congregate. At any rate, we're going to be back next week with some more Toy Talk. I promise. We're going to get back into toys. This is IC Robot signing off. Toys R Us report number 28, Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. If you don't know, now you know. This has been an IC Robots radio production.